The Aura Vibes Podcast, your podcast on all things holistic wellness, merging the science with various modalities of holistic healing, from holistic nutrition to Reiki, yoga, sound healing, spiritual awakenings, Ayurveda, plant medicine, meditation, mysticism, and so much more. No topic is off limits. Let's empower ourselves to become our own self-care guru. And I'm your host, Irina, the Aura Doctor. And I'm Tara, the Vibe Intuitive. Thank you for joining, and we're so excited to get into your daily dose of Aura Medicine. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> we made it. We did. We're on a roll. <laughs> we are. We're working hard for the money. No, we're working easy for the money, which is what we're going to learn today. Yeah. As promised. The podcast, as promised previously, we are going to talk about mental patterns and the symptoms that can result from the mental patterns. So the words we speak, the thoughts we think, and the ones you have over and over truly create something. Like every time you say something, every time you think something, it has a meaning. It has a feeling attached to it. And the more times you think it, the greater impact it has on your body and your body's always listening. Um, so like imagine whispering to a child all day, like you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, your eyes are fat, your butt's too big, your, your hair is ugly, you're never going to be anything. If you say whisper it over and over and over and over and over every day, what's going to happen to the kid eventually is going to start believing it and it's going to become a part of his, his or her reality. Um, and that is the same with how your body works. And we can kind of attest to that from personal experience, which is how we got here. <laughs> so we're, this is all based on the queen herself, Miss Louise Hay, um, and her original book, Heal Your Body. It was called The Little Blue Book when it came out. Um, it is truly an amazing, oh, she's showing it. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see it. Um, we'll also put a link under this. So if you'd like to use our affiliate link, you can totally use that as well and grab yourself a copy. It's not an expensive book. I believe it's like $7.99 right now on Amazon. So yeah, it's I definitely, definitely <laughs> worth it. We have several. <laughs> um, so Louise Hay is a metaphysical healer, um, teacher, speaker. Um, she's no longer with us. She passed away at, I believe, 90 or 91 years old in her sleep. Um, and I believe that was just a few years ago. So no longer than five or seven years ago did she leave us. But her work, it resonates and resides and stands the test of time. So this book goes into every symptom that she has seen her clients experience, um, whether it's headaches or body aches or foot pain or hip pain or whatever, whatever you can think about. And she started noticing that with a specific symptom came a specific thought pattern that all of the people that had this symptom all felt and thought about themselves in a specific way. And she, through her study, started learning that using affirmations to counteract those thoughts and those feelings 
you can truly start to heal your body as if you're reprogramming the cells in your body. So if your cells in your body for however many years you've been saying, however old you are, if, if for 30 years, for 40 years, for 50, 60, 70 years, you've been telling your cells, whether in your thoughts or in your feelings or verbally out loud, oh, I'm never going to fit into that. I'm too fat. I'm too fat. I look in the mirror. I'm too fat. I'm too fat. I'm too fat. He doesn't like me. I'm too fat. Your cells have been programmed to hear, I'm too fat. And once you start reigning in those thoughts that now run free like a stallion because you've thought them so often that it's like a racetrack of stallions now. They just know to run there. They just know to think that way. Um, so it is work to do this affirmation works to start training those thoughts to um, be the thoughts you wish to experience and see in your life. And it takes, we can tell persons, it takes a lot of work. Um, but she found that if you truly put in the work of doing this affirmation work and mirror work that you can heal your body by rewiring and re retraining your brain. And the cool part is she did this, I believe, um, in the early seventies, um, at the peak of the HIV epidemic. Um, and her work is now, which is amazing, kind of showing up in epigenetics it's showing up in quantum physics. It's showing that our thoughts are related to areas of our body. Science is starting to see that we're not just a car where if you fix the tire, it's fine. That there's a connection between the mind and the body and it's intricate. And it's not just about taking something out and fixing it like you do with a car part. It's about seeing the signals that are being sent from the brain, from the heart, and from those gut feelings and what they become. What do you think, Tara? What's been your experience since I introduced you to Louise Hay and this affirmation mirror work rewiring of your brain? <laughs> it, it's definitely been, so I've, I mean, I've dis discovered mirror work several years ago um, from different avenues in the spiritual world. And it's, it's very interesting um, how that works by itself. But when you introduce me to Louise Hay, when you, when you put all of it together, it, oh, I say it hits differently. It's, it's like, you're almost staring into the depths of your own soul, healing yourself, um, as opposed to just saying words, because sometimes that's what it starts out to believe, you know, to be, but before you believe it. Um, but it really does, it's amazing how the affirmations or the, the inclusions about what could be blocking you, um, really does go along with that symptom. It's like, you, you, you don't, you can't make it up <laughs> when you think about it, because it's, it's, it is a universal thought pattern. Um, it doesn't matter how we got it or whatever the case it's there. And whoever has these symptoms tend to have the same exact thought patterns. And, it, and it's unbelievable. And the affirmations are beautiful just to definitely help get you along the path. And even Louise Hay says it's just one tiny part of the solution. It's one part of, 
um, the healing process. It's, it doesn't, it's not like you can just go, okay, I have this and I'll say this affirmation and that's going to heal me for everything. No, there's so much more work that goes along with it. Like you said, the mirror work that's involved, which she also has a book on that too. And, um, you know, with other different modalities, but just this alone is, is powerful. Imagine what it can do when combined with other, um, healing modalities. It's, it's very, very interesting. I love Louise Hay. <laughs> yes. It, it, and like you said, it's, it's not the whole package, but it is one of the tools to help you in your healing process. And is one of the tools that she actually had to use on herself throughout this journey. She actually got diagnosed with that vaginal cancer. And she was like, this is the time to put in all my teachings and show that it can work. And it's, and it's a combination. It's one of the tools. It's changing your thought patterns, but also changing not just what you feed your brain, what you feed your body, what you're watching on TV, what you're surrounding yourself with. It's all about energy work um, and connecting to something higher and knowing that you have the power as opposed to being a victim of this happened to me. Absolutely. Um, it's more everything happens for me now as opposed to it happening to me. It, it, you start to change a mindset based on a, a lot of little things that you wouldn't have even correlated with a toothache or, you know, or, you know, or, or cancer going from as tiny as a toothache to as big as cancer and going, I, this, this is the thought pattern behind that. Like I've been saying this for years, like you had said before, like, no wonder why it's manifested into something so large. It went from a toothache to cancer. So it, it, it does become very clear how, um, you do it to yourself, essentially, you know, we, we look so quick to blame other people in outside situations where it's, it's, that's the happen to us aspect. But when you see it happens for us, you go, okay, so our body is telling us, it's giving us the answer. We Your body's know. talking to you. Yes. You're learning the language and that's what it comes down to. It's, uh, it's, it's very interesting and it's, it's difficult to navigate it, but once you start to understand it and this book helps so much, like it literally, it's just, it's, it's with me at all times. <laughs> There's even an audible version you can get down on Amazon that I also have on my phone. If for whatever reason I don't have my book with me, it's there. <laughs> it's, it's with you. It's with me um, all the time. And, and as you said, it's, we're quick to want to look for a reason to blame it or be a victim, but this isn't this knowing this information, it's also not about blaming yourself. I, it's not about, I did this to myself because I thought so much. That's right. not about it. It's, it's, it's about truly getting under the cause of it. It doesn't matter how it arrived. It's not to blame anyone, whether it's external or internal, it's whether it's something in your past or it's something within you, or it's something externally. It's about truly finding the bottom of the wound so you can truly clean it out and let it heal perfectly from the inside out as opposed to always looking for an answer it's not about looking for an answer it's truly just getting to the bottom healing and changing the way you speak to yourself and to life and almost changing your perception on life and how life works absolutely absolutely and it's um it, it, it gives you, I want to say hope essentially, as opposed to going, well, this is it. This is, I just, this is what I have and that's it. And there's nothing that can be done about it. And it really does put it all into your own hands because there's yeah. everything 
anything you can do about it. You're the only one who can do. I mean, you can have doctors and all these and not to say that not to go to them and medicine. It does help. It's also part of it. That's part of the toolbox. <laughs> exactly. Like they're there for a reason. We're not saying don't go to doctors and just say these affirmations. The affirmation in the book is more like the antibiotic once you clean out the wound. It's not like that's just going to help. Like that's just going to kind of help keep it out. Um, because now you're aware of what it is. You've already had the surgery. So now it's just a matter of like, okay, I have to do the surgery. And this is a really big, you know, willingness to want to get down to the bottom of it. Like you said, it's not just grazing over it and accepting it. And it's just, it is what it is. It's like, okay, you know what? I, I want different. I want to be healed. I want to be better. I want to be the best version of myself for this lifetime that I have so that I can do the things that I came here to do. So yeah. And stepping out of the victim role and truly taking your power back. You are now no longer the victim in the story. You're not the damsel in distress. You are now the superhero. Absolutely. And you are taking your power back and you are learning to manipulate your own magic with the power of your thoughts. Um, and we kind of so use <laughs> so simple. It sounds so simple, but then when you start the work, you're like, oh, fucking shit. What did I just do? Um, this is not, e I mean, even when you start mirror work and whoever's listening, um, all of you listening, I recommend um, if you've never done mirror work, it sounds simple AF, but it's not. <laughs> I want you to try putting on a timer for 60 seconds to 120 seconds. That's one to two minutes to start. And I want you to look yourself in the mirror and I want you to tell yourself that you love yourself, that you're beautiful and that you're worthy. And I want you to repeat that. And it's going to be so difficult in the beginning because automatically your mind goes to, oh my God, is that a wrinkle? Is that a pimple? Oh my God, is that new? Oh my God, I didn't, my hair doesn't look good. Your brain goes to all these places or this is stupid. Why am I wasting my time? This is such bullshit. This is never going to do anything. This, the ego is literally yelling at you to run away. And that's where the work is. That's where you rewire it. So I know it sounds so simple. You want me to just look in the mirror and tell myself, no problem. I can do that for an hour. It's like, put on that 120 second timer and see how hard it is to rein in your thoughts because they're truly like this wild stallion. That's like, Oh my God, my hair, my, my eyebrows, my eyelashes, my and reining it in to just keep saying, I love you. You are beautiful. You are worthy. And it sounds simple. Leave us a, um, a comment and let us know how that went. <laughs> and if you want to level up that challenge, do it naked stand in front of the mirror naked full-size mirror yeah. naked full-size mirror naked and do that for 60 seconds and see what you can come up with yourself other than what you're supposed to be telling yourself yes <laughs> and work your way up to 20 to 30 minutes mm -hmm. because wouldn't you want somebody outside of you an external factor to look at you and be like oh my gosh she is so fun she is so beautiful she is so smart she is so this you want that from other people but it comes from you Mm -hmm. And it's not easy, as easy as it sounds. So try it and leave us a comment. And we can't wait to hear your journey. So excited. So excited to hear how that goes. Um, so yeah, so um, we, like we said, we use this book to, and we continue to use these affirmations to heal our thought pattern. So anytime any symptoms arise for us, even if it's like um, I, I stub my toe, I, I look up toe in the book 
And I look up, why did that, why did my energy allow that energy to come right now and hit my toe? Why my big toe? Why not my heel? Why not my shin? Specifically my toe. And then I look into that thought pattern. I repeat the affirmation because the book does come with um, sample affirmations that um, you can use. And I look into my life of where is that thought pattern? And I go balls to the wall with my affirmation. I write it over and over in my journal. I usually make some sort of um, screensaver for my phone and it's my background because I don't know if you know this, but your subconscious mind is always listening whether you pay attention or not. So the images you see, your subconscious mind has already read it, put it in the back of your head and just it's just a sponge. It doesn't decipher. It doesn't criticize. It doesn't judge. It just accepts. And it's just there. So think about how many times you see words and images, but your subconscious mind is just absorbing them. So if you can have those affirmations written on your phone screen, on your wall, on your mirror, the more times your subconscious mind, it's like always watering the seed. How many seeds can you plant? The more times you plant the seed, no matter how tiny or how big, it is all helping this garden that you're trying to grow. Oh, and before we continue, what a big factor of these affirmations is that they have to always start with I. I, I am, and they have to be in the present tense. So the example I usually give is I have a lot of women that come and they say, I really want to lose weight. That's my affirmation. I really want to lose weight, which I get it. It's, um, however, the universe doesn't work like that. You have to say it as if it's in present tense. So when you speak to the universe, it's, it takes you very literally. So when you say, I want to lose weight, it's like, want weight? Here you go. And that's typically the people that struggle with um, getting to their body's best weight. Um, so an affirmation would have to be something like, I am in my perfect body and I am happy with my body. I feel great in my body. My body is the perfect size. It has to be in present tense and specific with wording where the universe cannot extract any word and manipulate it. My body is perfect. So the universe will hear perfect and you get the perfect body. I love my body. And then you will slowly learn to love your body. Um, yeah, so and it's doing it too. Sometimes though, you um, yeah, you fake it till you make it. Um, absolutely. Just remember that when starting out, their their words, right? So whether or not you believe it at that moment when you're initially starting it, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Think about all the stuff that you hear on a daily basis that's negative and that you constantly repeat to yourself. So why not say positive things? So, you know, I am the weight that I desire to be. I am the perfect weight. I am whatever. I, I am. I don't like the word weight, but you know. Well, <laughs> well, that's so that's where everything goes because now it's weighing you down. Like there's so, so now it's trying to find the words to switch. So if you have a thesaurus, <laughs> I would suggest pulling one out or just get the book. It's a great place to start. It is a great place to start. But now if you, when you start like, so on, on this journey, as, as you're going along again, let's go back to the whole believing at first. So if you don't believe it, fake it till you make it. And then this, once yes, you start, you're never going to believe it in the beginning. Yeah. And it's going to be whatever, whatever the I am statement that it is that you're saying, Sometimes it's harder to believe it than others, especially when it comes to big things like being worthy and, and loved and all that fun stuff. So 
when you're trying to break a mental pattern, just say it because eventually the words becomes a vibration and then that's going to fuel it. So if you're just saying things, the universe is hearing, oh, I am loved. Okay, that's good. Yes, you are. You're, here you yes. go. So when you start to say it and then you start to believe it, it almost amplifies the power. It, like, it just becomes bigger and bigger. And then you, you have no choice but to receive it because you're already in the vortex. Um, and then the other aspect of it is once you start going along you you realize all the negative things that you're saying and all the words that don't seem so positive that you want to start changing and that's when i say grab the thesaurus because you're going to start looking for okay what's the what's the antonym to this word that i need to change and how do i structure my sentence now and how do i put this together you're going to start being very very aware of the, the conversations that you're having with yourself out loud and to other people so it's just a matter of, it's a fun game almost. At the end of the day, it's like, oh, okay, what's, today, what's today's new uh, affirmations or creations that I'm going to make today? And then watch your life start to change. Yes. And I like, and I like to use um, the visual description of that is like, if you've ever driven home in the snow, it's almost like you follow the tracks to get, if it's a lot of snow, you follow the tracks. So if you think about your thought patterns, you've created the tracks of your brain and the, the track patterns of the snow are there and it's easy road to get there and it's easy and you've been doing it for years and years and you know the route and you could probably do it blindfolded and backwards and, you know, in your sleep and upside down. This saying the affirmations and quote unquote, faking it till you make it is starting to get off that trail of that snow and starting to make a new path in the direction that you want to go. And it's not going to be easy. Your tires might get stuck. They might not want to go down the road. It might be a little slippery. You might want to go back to the road that you are comfortable with because you've been driving that way for so long. This is about changing the synaptic patterns in your brain, just like changing the path driving home. So it's not easy. It's scary. Um, there's no GPS. It's just following your instincts and then connecting the feeling eventually with the saying will truly start to help manifest the magic. Um, so are you okay with going into some like average, like, um, I want to yeah. not average. I want the uh, typical, typical, symptoms or diagnoses that people have come to us and spoken to us about that we've um, experienced in just the day-to-day -day of common symptoms that people come to us for. Mm -hmm. um, a big one I would say is thyroid issues. I think mm -hmm. there's a big influx of thyroid, um, hypothyroidism, um, hypo, hy hyperthyroidism um, coming up a lot. Um, would you say the same in your, Oh, absolutely. For sure. And whether it, it's, yes, whether people have been diagnosed or they're going to get tested or it's been mentioned by that it's, it's becoming more and more of a familiar phrase. Um, absolutely. And, and thyroid. Um, so in the book, you want to look right. up thyroid and what it means. All right. I'm getting there. All right. So according to Louise Hay in the book, the thyroid represents. Just a, um, and, and I, I also like what she says here too, because it says the goiter. And like you said, hyperthyroidism, hypothyroid. So it gives you other options too. It to, goes specific. -er. specific yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but if we do based on just thyroid, um, it would be humiliation. Quote, I never get to do what I want to do. When is it going to be my turn? End quote. And what is the affirmation she recommends to counteract that thought? I move beyond old limitations and now allow myself to express freely and creatively. So if you think about the thyroid, the thyroid is, you know, our voice box. It's where we speak from. And in my experience, and I've noticed that um, thyroid issues are coming up a lot more prevalently with the female population versus the men population. If you think about the thyroid, it is where our larynx lives, where our voice box is, where our communication center of the chakras live. So it is an issue in communicating, whether it's saying something or feeling heard. Um, and if you think about just globally, women in general are often not allowed to speak up as loudly as men. And, you know, the, the American culture is catching up. But if you think about the other cultures, you know, women are, women's voices aren't always as, um, I don't know the word, <laughs> always as accepted or <laughs> yeah. respected as men's voices. So this almost this feeling of feeling left out with your voice, which is where the affirmation, if you mind reading it again, can come in. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. So it is. <clears throat> I move beyond old limitations and now allow myself to express freely and creatively. Which goes into the expression, allowing yourself to express freely and creatively. All right. And another big one that we've been facing, especially lately, um, I would say is migraines. A lot of people coming with intense migraines. I had a client call me the other day and they were having migraines every single morning for 20 years and have seen doctor after doctor, neurologist after neurologist test, and no one was able to do anything. And I, migraines can be super debilitating. Um, so if we go into the thought patterns of migraines, according to Louise Hay, do you want to read that one for us? Sure. Um, so it would be dislike of being driven, resisting the flow of life, sexual fears, and this is in her uh, parentheses, can usually be relieved by masturbation. Ooh. Um, which we'll get into why. Um, and what is the affirmation she recommends for migraines? For migraines is I relax into the flow of life and let life provide all that I need easily and comfortably. Life is for me. I love that. Life is for me. I like that. Yeah, it's a very... Um, right <laughs> which makes sense. So now if we go into why masturbation would relieve the migraine headache, it's the relaxing into the flow. And I'm sure when you're enjoying that, you are just relaxed. You're not worrying about all this stuff. Um, so migraine headaches, as you said, dislike of being driven, resisting the flow of life, sexual fears. Um, it's Almost this feeling, the best way I can explain it is looking out to somebody else 
and saying, I don't know who you want me to be. Just tell me who you want me to be. And not just allowing it to flow and be like, this is who I am and this is who I meant to be and I trust and allow. What's perfect about you saying that too is because um, like we said before, she gives you specific things to go into. So you, migraine headaches. So if you just go look up what headaches are, um, it's invalidating the self, self-criticism and fear. And the affirmation is I love and approve of myself. I see myself and what, and what I do with eyes of love, I am safe. So it's instead of looking outward, it is going in. And if you think about headaches, it is your crown chakra. Mm -hmm. It is connecting to that higher source, that higher being, knowing that you are connected to something higher and that you are loved and that you are safe and that you are worthy and that your existence and who you are in this existence, in this human form has a meaning and a purpose and it's not to be shut down or validated by anybody else but yourself but yourself and your connection through that crown to higher whatever you believe in whatever religion spirituality i don't care <laughs> just knowing that there's something higher and that you're connecting to the greatness that you were born into this world to connect because with every breath and with every heartbeat it's just a reminder that your purpose here on earth is grand for me Wow, that really full circled it. Life is for me. You're right. Life is for me because yeah. you're here. Mm -hmm. And if you think about babies being born, their crown is open. We have to be very careful with their head. Their crown is still open, meaning life is for them. Life source is still flowing in through them. And we're just learning now how to get back to that connection, that pure connection, that opening and the headaches and the closure and the hair loss and all of these things can start to create, think about everything that happens around your head. That is your connection. And if everything that covers that baby opening portal <laughs> when they're born, because think about, there's no reason for that to be, there's no safe reason for the baby to have an opening you know there's no like evolutionary reason yeah. you'd probably want them to be born with their full head skull so that they'll protect it when they're you know but that's a different story <laughs> um all right and just um since we're on the topic of migraines we're going to jump into um some celebrities that have spoken out about their symptoms and we'll talk about those symptoms and the thought patterns that go behind it. And hopefully it'll give them some help or maybe some insight um, for everyone that may be going through any of that. So uh, someone that, you know, uh, is in the media that promotes migraine medication and talks about migraines quite often is Khloe Kardashian. Um, yeah, she's been in a few, um, commercial. She's also gotten a lot of shit for it, but we're not here to give you shit. We're here to show the other side and things you can change and the thought pattern. So like we said before, um, migraines, according to Louise Hay, represent thought patterns and deep rooted feelings of dislike of being driven and resisting this flow of life. Um, it can also be sexual fear. So remember me saying like this feeling of like, I don't know who you want me to be, um, which kind of makes sense. I think for be, somebody in such the public, 
public eye and who's scrutinized and critiqued to the T and she's been that way for critique for, I don't know, 20 years now. It, I, I couldn't even imagine what she deals with on a day-to-day hour to hour, you know, day of being literally driven and being told to be a certain way, look a certain way, do something, not doing something like I can totally see where these feelings um, can be so deep rooted that they're causing these symptoms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also known, um, I mean, whether they're in the public eye or not, they put themselves there, whoever, they're celebrities, they're still people just like me and you. They're human, just like us. They're dealing with symptoms and pain and, you know, yeah. Now they have the whole, they have billions of people watching them and scrutinizing them to the T like the, <laughs> adding to their job. Adding. Yeah. But, and the things they get scrutinized for is insane. Like their toes, their nails, their hair, their eyelash, like it's to the T and like, we have to remember that they're people. <laughs> right. Right. The day. And um, it's also interesting because I know she's publicly spoken about anxiety and things like that as well. Um, and just to give you, so the same for migraines, um, anxiety is not trusting the flow and the process of life. And that's, it correlates with the migraines. So it's like, you know, some things are, are separate entities, um, and one has nothing to do with the other. And sometimes if you look at your symptoms and you go through the thought processes and the, um, uh, the belief systems, you can see a pattern and really kind of just get down to like the nitty gritty and be like, all right, well, this is clearly what I'm thinking over and over. Um, But let me just give you the affirmation too for anxiety since you've brought it up. Um, It's I love and approve of myself and trust the process of life. I am safe. And again, for the migraine is very similar. We love and approve of Chloe. And it, it actually, I mean, I don't, I only know her life the same way everyone else does from the public eye. Um, but we do know she's publicly gone through some awful relationships. Um, her first husband being found in a brothel. And now there's been a recent issue with, um, her fiance that cheated on her with her friends, with her sister's friend. And now again, um, getting somebody else pregnant. So it makes sense that she's not trusting the flow of life. It's almost like she doesn't know who to be so that she can have this life that she's yearning for so bad, which comes back to your crown chakra, because both migraines and anxiety do often live in the crown chakra. And that's that but leaf, that connection to something higher and allowing yourself to relax and flow and trusting that life is for you and that God is watching out for your best and higher as opposed to feeling like either you have to drive the bus or somebody else is driving you to it. <laughs> um, well, we hope this finds you, Chloe. <laughs> and we send you healing because you deserve it. You deserve true healing. Everyone does. Um, you have any other questions about that before I move on to our next one? No, I think I think that one pretty much full circled it. And I, I think, honestly, that's probably going to be like one of our main helps, I feel, for people because, I mean, migraines and anxiety seem to be just so, so prevalent in the world today. I mean, like, who doesn't get headaches and migraines and all that other stuff? And sometimes when you think, oh, it's tension, it's stress, and I had a bad day or whatever the case is, it's like, it, it is. Yes. You know, much deeper than that. And hopefully, you know, as you but see, orally, you can maybe wean it out of your day-to-day conversation with yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. And the stress and the tension from the day that you are 
um, giving the attribute of this headache is also a disconnect from source, from something higher, because you're letting the stress of life problems disconnect you from something higher, from your higher purpose, from your higher understanding, which is all from your crown chakra. Um, and staying on the crown chakra, we're going to go into hair loss, um, you know, premature balding, um, maybe alopecia, um, like Jada Pickett Smith. But we'll, we are going to keep her MF name out of our mouth. <laughs> because I don't want to get slapped in the face. <laughs> I don't want to get virtually slapped either. <laughs> no, that's cool. But if it is, you know, Will Smith's hand, then I may not ever wash his cheek again. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, this is all out of pure love. And this is, yeah. you know, working on the thought patterns, the Eastern medicine that has worked for so many and continues to work. And we're just trying to share. And hair loss is something that a lot of people are going through. Um, male pattern baldness early onset baldness for women, women losing hair. Um, so Tara, do you mind telling us what the mental thought pattern behind hair loss or baldness might be? So that is fear, tension, trying to control everything, not trusting the process of life. So if you can imagine like the top of the head, the crown, like fear, tension. It's literally like closing up at the top of your head. So much fear. You're closing it up. You're so tight that you're not letting the light from above literally come through you. Remember the baby's head opening, maybe your pores, you're not letting it in. Everything's closing up. Um, so it's that trusting, that connecting to that higher source, that crown. Um, and what's an affirmation that our listeners can do if they're dealing with symptoms of hair loss? I am safe. I love and approve of myself. I trust life. So it's knowing that you are safe, that safety, because when you truly believe in something higher and know that there's a higher purpose connecting you to something higher, you're safe. There's something in your three-dimensional world and your environment that's making you feel unsafe. So when you're connecting something higher, you know that wherever you are physically is temporary and that in the grand scheme of the universe, something's watching over you and you are safe. Um, you wanna move on to the next one? Yeah. These are getting good. These are getting yeah. juicy. Do it. All right. We are, I don't know. Anyone Pick a name out of a basket, do it. Here we go. We're gonna do. Do it, do it. I say let's do lupus. Ooh, lupus. That yeah. has been quite prevalent, especially in our pop culture. Uh, so yeah. many celebrities, just to throw a few out. We have Nick Cannon, who's been publicly diagnosed with um, lupus and talked about his struggles with lupus. We have Miss Selena Gomez, who's been dealing with it as well, um, as well as Tony Braxton. Um, who's come out and spoken about it. Um, Toni Braxton actually has lupus of the heart. Um, and she was actually, it was, I, I believe, according to her, her, that her lupus was so bad, she was uh, supposedly supposed to get a heart transplant. Um, so 
lupus is one of the autoimmune diseases um, that fall under the category of, well, obviously autoimmune, but it's, it falls under the category of other diseases such as lupus, Lyme, MS, chronic fatigue syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, all of these autoimmune disorders where the body is literally fighting itself from the inside. It's not an external factor. It is coming from within um, where the body's not rec recognizing good cells versus bad cells and it is attacking itself. Um, so do you want to tell us the uh, Af not the affirmation, the mental thought pattern, according to Miss Louise Hay for lupus. Absolutely. Okay. And then we can get a little bit more specific. Yes. So. Because Nick Cannon and Selena Gomez do not have lupus of the heart. They actually have lupus of the kidneys. And Selena Gomez actually had a kidney transplant. I don't know if you know this from her friend who gave her one kidney who she claims saved her life. So, which is amazing. How beautiful is that? Um, so it's not only, so there's two thought patterns going on here at once. There's the lupus thought pattern, as well as where the lupus is attacking. So it's that thought pattern plus the area it is attacking. So first give us the lupus, because that's what all three of these celebs are dealing with. Okay. So for lupus, it's a giving up. Better to die than stand up for oneself. Anger and punishment. It's pretty intense. That is an intense feeling. That is a very, I would say, dark feeling. It's, it's almost a giving up. I would say you can, you can imagine that they have subconscious underlying feelings of just giving up on life and um, there's no meaning anymore and a lot of anger and maybe punishing of the self. They blame themselves for a lot. Um, and that is similar, that is a similar thought pattern to the other autoimmune diseases, such as Lyme disease, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, POTS, uh, MS as, as well, falling into this. Um, it is this feeling of just not loving yourself to the point where your cells don't love themselves and they are attacking themselves because there's no purpose to live anymore. You are angry at yourself. You are punishing yourself. Therefore, your cells are punishing themselves and hurting themselves. And they feel that there's no need to live anymore. Um, I mean, we don't know too much about these celebrities' lives. Um, other than what you see in the public. Other than what you see in the public. So what they're feeling is obviously very deep-rooted. It is very difficult. I know that Tony Braxton has mentioned feeling a lot of guilt pre in previous interviews about um, being famous over her sisters, that they were supposed to be all be together in a group and that she felt a lot of guilt um, for making it so big and that she felt like she had to like carry the family and that she felt guilty for being the famous one. Um, so I don't know if that's part of it, that guilt feeling, that pressure of it. I know Selena Gomez spoke about her dark, her dark time a little bit after, um, or during, after the whole Justin Bieber in between <laughs> where they were on and off, um, and her deep depression and her, I mean, her song, love you to lose me and the heart wants what it wants. I mean, her music speaks for herself. Um, she's obviously went through her dark night of the soul where she felt like life was probably not worth living and this anger and punishment and guilt and pressure that she put on herself. Um, 
Nick I Cannon mean, as well. Going through just on a, a human experience, you know, uh, there's a multitude of people who've had, I'm sure, whether they be fleeting thoughts or not, very similar experiences. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've all gone through breakups and we've all gone through these moments in our lives where we're just like, you know, I, 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 I give up. Like, I don't want to be here or not even, not, not that I don't want to be there or this person doesn't want me so much that I don't want myself. Like that's, like, it, it, like what's the point? Right, exactly. So it, it gets, and then of course there's anger and punishment that you're going to do. And I mean, like that's kind of almost self-serving sometimes. So it's, it's very easy to just relate to what it is they're going through, but now they're doing it on a whole larger scale where, you know, the, the, they have an audience to watch them go through all of these things so it's like times 10 for them sometimes it's magnified for them so yes. on, a, on an exaggerated level I guess you can see how this can definitely be um you know prevalent for them but it's really not if they weren't under a microscope they'd still be having these feelings the same way exactly as- they'd still be having these symptoms yep. It's just magnified because now they have to do it in front of the public eye and now they get scrutinized for tea about it. Um, And you could also see that the symptoms themselves are very similar. So like body aches, pain, severe fatigue, nausea, tiredness, um, weakness, uh, arthritis, pain in the fingers, pain in the legs, that the symptoms are similar throughout all of this. And pain um, is, a, is almost yourself beating yourself up from the inside. That is your self-punishment. You're giving yourself the pain, the quote unquote spanking from the inside mentally because of the burdens that you aren't willing to look through and dig through and realize that life is so much bigger than this darkness that's almost like learn to live within you. It's almost like made a road and learn to live there. And an affirmation that Louise Hay says to help with lupus, if you want to say that one. I speak up for myself freely and easily. I claim my own power. I love and approve of myself. I am free and safe. I love and approve of myself. I am free and safe. So it's like loving, teaching your cells to love themselves again so they do not attack themselves. They do not attack your organs. They do not attack your, your body. They do not attack your nervous system. They love you. So they radiate love. Um, and, and they can attack in different areas, depending on where the thought patterns go. So if you're having these, so the person with lupus that is having these, uh, better to give up better to just die than stand up for myself, um, anger feelings, can go even deeper depending where the lupus presents itself. So for example, Selena Gomez and Nick Cannon have lupus of um, the kidneys, nephritis um, in medical terms. So the kidneys represent criticism, disappointment, failure, shame, reacting like a little kid. And you can imagine that Nick Cannon and Selena Gomez, this, you know, criticism, I mean, they both started very, very young. They were, you know, Nick Cannon was on all that. Yeah. <laughs> Selena Gomez was on the Disney channel. They started super young in this industry. So this feeling of criticism constantly has been part of their life since they can probably remember. So mm-hmm. it's almost 
part, like, I don't know, explain this thought pattern almost just lives in them because it's brewed in them from their life experience and a, and a affirmation they can use on top of the lupus affirmation or in conjunction would be divine right action is always taking place in my life. Only good comes from each experience. It is safe to grow up. It is safe to grow up. So those child fears of whatever happened, those traumas in the childhood, it is safe to stand up for that inner child and that you're safe now. Um, and then we have Tony Braxton who has reportedly lupus of the heart, which is quite scary to be honest. Um, and the heart represents obviously your heart chakra. Love and security. Love and security. Mm -hmm. it's, it's what, like we don't function without a heart. Our heart pumps blood for us. It is the source of life. The heart represents this love and security and whatever she was going through in her life in conjunction with life is not worth living or not good enough or feeling of giving up probably correlates in some way with her feelings of love and security, not feeling love and secured in her life that's leading her to this feelings of um, wanting to give up and not worth it. Um, and an affirmation for the heart, if you can please tell us. Um, so I'm gonna give you an, another um, mindset as well, because there's a lot actually to do with the heart. So um, I think this also goes back to what you were saying before too, long-standing emotional problems, lack of joy, a hardening of the heart, a belief in strain and stress. Um, so based on just a little bit of information that you had given before, you know, whether it be a little bit of a reason as to why uh, the lupus of the heart happened to grow you know, with her sisters and all that stuff and also being in the public eye and- And, and her divorce. Right, right, exactly. Um, a hardening of the heart. Um, so <clears throat> for the, the first, the representation of center of love and security, um, my heart beats to the rhythm of love. What a beautiful affirmation. My heart right. beats to the rhythm of love. And then for the hardening of the heart, um, you know, both falling hand in hand would be joy, joy, joy. I lovingly allow joy to flow through my mind and body and experience. And then, so that's why I feel like for the lupus too, because it's not stuck at the heart. It's not flowing through every aspect of the body, which is where this is all starting to, to yes. now affect, not just her heart, but her whole system. Exactly. That's why being able to really take a hard look and going in deeper, other than just what the surface is telling you, really is important and you know i know we've said this before with louise hay but you know she does describe um a dis-ease or, or pain in the in the body as um the body trying to explain to you what exactly is wrong and where it's going wrong so if the deeper you can go in on this you're gonna you're gonna really get the substance uh, and foundation of your healing so so we send so much joy, joy, joy to Miss Tony Braxton. And so and much love. So much love and know that you are safe and that you are worthy of joy and that you deserve all that life has to offer. Um, and to 
all of those out there are lupus, you are safe. safe. You are safe. Uh, This gets a little deep because, you know, you start thinking about everyone's lives and just shows you everyone is going through something. Um, If you want to get into the next one, we can go into Miss Kim Kardashian. Yes, we can move it on there. Um, And she, I believe 10 or 15 years ago, reported that she had psoriasis, um, where it would start at her legs and work its way up and then onto her face. And I don't know if you know, psoriasis looks like patches um, on the body, like little patches of skin burns, um, little weird bumps on the body um, that are not very pleasant looking. And as they heal, they start to get flaky and yucky and you just look crusty. Um, it's not the prettiest disease. Um, and that was a whole big thing where she was on a lot of commercials for psoriasis medication. Um, and we'll go into psoriasis and what that means. So according to Louise, Hey, Miss Vibe, what is psoriasis stand for as our mental pattern? I... Lost my page. <laughs> Psoriasis. I'm sorry. One second. Fifty-eight. Yeah, my my little number. My my page stopper was gone. Okay. So psoriasis is fear of being hurt, deadening the senses of the self, refusing to accept responsibility for our own feelings. No. Oh. That's tough. That says a lot. That's a lot. Uh, can you say that one more time? That was a lot sure. to digest. Fear of being hurt, deadening the senses of the self, refusing to accept responsibility for your own feelings. So we know that, you know, the diagnosis of psoriasis came when their fame started peaking. It, you know, about 10, 15 years ago, just as they were becoming what we know now as the Kardashians. So um, these feelings that she was probably having at the time that probably started off as little feelings, like little drops, little drops here and there as they were happening. Um, and eventually those drops of thought patterns and being criticized became a little puddle. And as the thoughts got bigger and she got bigger and more famous, the thoughts probably grew into a little lake and then they grew a little more into a little, you know, swimming pool. And then they grew into a whole ocean and it probably over flooded her. Um, and that was these fears of being hurt, fear, whether it was hurt by people in her life who were possibly using her for her fame or true friends as she was coming up fear of being hurt in relationships. Um, whether it was, you know, during getting divorced or whatever it was, she's, you know, she's been through a lot. Um, and it's almost as, as it says dead, like, just like the skin I said, gets when it's healing, it gets dead and crusty, deadening the self, the senses of the self. So it's almost losing pieces of your true self because you're trying to on the surface become something else. It's almost like a snake shedding its skin because you want to so badly become something else and and be accepted by something that 
your skin doesn't know who to be, um, which is something she might have been facing as she was trying, as she, you know, as she was becoming more famous, as the people she was surrounding herself with were starting to change. Um, and it would might have been like, you know, higher political circles or whatever it was that she was going into, where she almost felt like she had to change as a person and she wasn't comfortable in her own feelings and ability to accept responsibility for our own feelings. Like I'm allowed to feel this way. I'm allowed to be this person. It's almost like, who do I have to be? Um, and the affirmation for that um, to help counteract the thoughts that have become this psoriasis. I am alive to the joys of living. I deserve and accept the very best in life. I love and approve of myself. So as beautiful and as rich and as loved as she is globally, there, we can tell by her physical symptoms that are manifested that we can see and that she's expressed is that deep down, deep rooted in her subconscious, there is some sort of difficulty with truly loving and approving yourself as you are. Pure, just as you are, like, nothing else needed, just you as a person. So the psoriasis shows us that deep down as perfect as we see her, like she's so beautiful. Everyone's getting surgeries to look like her. She's famous. She's a billionaire that deep down she's having um, these feelings of not being loved and approving of truly herself. And everyone is a child of the earth. So everyone is perfect. And this learning to approve of yourself. And I believe in 2019, um, her, she started having arthritis and then she was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis. So because the, it, what, what it shows is that there was a progression of the psoriasis that not only was it on the outside layer on the skin where people can see that looks quote unquote ugly or unpleasant, that's making your skin crawl. Now it's not only on the outside, it's affecting her on the inside. That river is starting to overflow and it's being merged with another thought pattern that almost nests with it, which is this arthritis. And arthritis, our vibe intuitive will tell us, what is arthritis? Arthritis is feeling unloved, criticism and resentment. Wow. Feeling unloved. That's crazy. What do you think that means? I think that manifested <laughs> exactly what you said. It started small and, and turned into an, an ocean. Um, but somebody who's loved by like the whole world. Yes, she's criticized by the whole world, but she's also loved by so many. Like the internet calls her queen, just like Queen B. <laughs> which is great on, on the surface. And that's, you know, it's a good ego fueler but it's not going to give you the love that you truly need because we all know after doing our journey and work that that comes from inside so yes. it's really her not loving herself is what it comes down to first and foremost and unfortunately the criticism um, that she receives on a daily basis even though people do think she's a queen it also kind of comes to some underhanded comments um she's resenting it she's resenting herself which is making her not feel loved so it's it's 
And it's probably criticism of the self, the criticism, because it's the psoriasis has come from the outside layer and now is in the inside. And you can imagine like the fingers hurting. It's almost like this grip on yourself where you're criticizing yourself to the T. Why is this dot here or this birthmark or this eyelash or not this or that or that? Or you're trying to like criticize yourself to a T as opposed to loving yourself just for existing because you're, I mean, she is one of the most beautiful women in the world prior to anything of, you know, her fame, she's always been a beautiful woman. Um, so there's obviously these underlying feelings of unloved and criticism from the outside where she gets critiqued to the T, but as we know, everything's a mirror, everything you experience from the outside is a mirror of what you're experiencing from the inside. So it's fair to say that the critique she's seeing on the outside, it's probably only fueling the critique that already lives within her and is gnawing and eating at her until it grew into this psoriatic arthritis. Um, and can you give us that affirmation for arthritis? I am love. I now choose to love and approve of myself. I see others with love. Wow. I am love. That she literally needs to embody love, love of her skin on the outside, love of herself on the inside, love of her life, love of her environment, love of everything. Because the criticism is almost nitpicking and taking the love away from all the beautiful things there are to love, mm -hmm. that, that there are to love in her life and that there are some sure love about her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing to just see how these thought patterns that, I mean, we don't know much about them, but I hope that someday or this book falls into their lap or that these affirmations are able to find them and that they can help them as tools towards their healing journey and no longer have these diagnoses um, as part of their lives um, and almost have a new tool to help heal it. I mean, they have all the money and the fame and the fortune, but that doesn't exempt you from mental patterns and how you feel deep down inside. And that there's tools that you can't pay someone to do that. This is your own journey within yourself that you came here and incarnated to fix and how you fix these mental patterns is only within yourself. There's no one else that can do it for you. So hopefully these affirmations, um, can find a way to help others heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sensing a pattern here of approval, love, and safety, acceptance. It's, uh, it's very interesting. And like you said, you, you, these are the people who are, you know, on the news every day and you just, there's always stories about, they're always there and you're like, Oh, they have the greatest life. And they go, you know, what are they, what could they possibly have that's going on and wrong? And you just, as you're realizing this, you're like, oh, wow, I can use that affirmation for myself too. So yes. Or you think like, oh, they have a private jet or they have a TV show and their life must be perfect. And they have all this money, but you don't see all we have is their symptoms. You don't see what, what they're feeling inside, what they're dealing with, what their actual day-to-day -day life is. And it makes you grateful for the small things in your day. Like that you don't have to deal with this criticism that yes, we have this critique within us, but Thankfully, it's not to the scale that they do. Um, and thankfully that we have the tools and that we're learning how to use the tools to heal 
um, and spread this awareness that the healing is within you and that you can heal yourself. All starts inside. It all starts within you and just rewiring the mental patterns, those neurons in your brain, those synaptic connections that are connecting to each other that have been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years, change those connections, rewire those connections. And it's not easy and you can't pay an electrician to do it. (laughs) You have to get in there and do the nitty gritty work. And it's, it's, I'm sure it's not easy, especially for celebrities who have so many, um, groupies, I don't know the better word that are around them that just say, you're praying at this and that, and you never get a chance to truly dig through your scars and heal and do the inner work because you don't, you're too busy to, to do it. And everyone's kissing your ass and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can heal and we're happy to help in any way. Um, we will be doing a part two of this podcast, um, where we will be discussing, um, other celebrities such as Justin Bieber, uh, Travis Barker, Halsey, and we will be happy to take any other suggestions. Um, leave us a comment, send us a DM, let us know um, any questions, um, or if you're dealing with any of these symptoms um, or any weird diagnosis and you want to work with us on how to get to using affirmation work to change the thought patterns, you can definitely hit us up. I am at www.theoradoctor.com and you can reach me at The Aura Doctor on Instagram or Facebook, as well as the beautiful Tara that you can reach at The Vibe Intuitive on Instagram, as well as thevibeintuitive at gmail.com. And if you want to reach one of us, you can reach us both (laughs) because one will get to the other. Um, That was an awesome podcast. I'd say so. I think we need, I think we need to close it with a little magic. Can you help us with a little tarot magic? I so, can actually. As I you actually... know, we end each, each session with a little aura medicine, a little closure. And this time Tara's going to do a little card pulling for us. So what are you feeling today? I am feeling the moon deck. We just had a full moon. So I'm going to ask this deck to see if there's any information they want to give us based on our conversation that we had today and for anybody out there who may be looking for some answers or if there's a message for any of these people that we spoke about today maybe they have some message for those so spirit i ask you what can you give us based on today's conversation knowing that the people that hear this conversation are meant to hear this message. Absolutely. What's fun about these cards is some of them have rituals and things to do other than messages. Oh, one just popped out. One is good. Thank you. So this one is, uh, my home is a sacred space full of beauty, inspiration, and protection. Mm. So I'm going to say based on what our conversation was today, that your home being your space that you live in is also your home. You, you are your dwelling. Your physical body is your home. Is your home. This is your first home. So you got to take care of this home. So I'll read it again in that aspect. Uh, My home is a sacred space full of beauty, inspiration, and protection. And just a really quick 
home is a private sacred haven. It's a place where we can ground, love, unwind, celebrate, cry, laugh, and restore. Your home is an expression of your spirit and wants your love. When you create it with a sense of beauty, inspiration, and protection, you create a sanctuary. An altar lifts the vibration of your home and can be a place to cultivate deep presence. This is your special nook where you can meditate, pray, journal, contemplate, and create. Maintain your own version of sacredness and tend to your space. Clear and clean regularly. Offer flowers and stones throughout. Light special candles, add images, textures, and colors that uplift you. Discard anything that brings you down, no matter how sentimental. Put this into practice and create a sacred home anywhere. I'm, I can give you the ritual at another time. Um, or actually, if you want to check it, I'll add it to the link um, with this podcast. That'll be awesome. Today, um, again, with this being your home and other than your sacred space, everything that goes along with this, not just your nook or not a, a space that create in your physical home yourself, buy yourself some flowers, wear some crystals, um, go walk in, in, in the earth, you know, textures, wear things that uplift you, like this is you. So please honor yourself first and foremost from the moment you wake up in the morning and keep that space sacred. Thank you so much for that reading. And thank you so much to this amazing Aura Vibe tribe. Thank you so much for this podcast. And we're so grateful for you. Sending you so much love, light, and healing. Namaste and have a good day till we meet again. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mm -hmm.